evening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gents. This is a boy Casanova from Orlando, Florida, on this awesome international podcast, Good Wine and Great Laughs, Season 3, Episode Number 5. And today's topic is What's Up with Texas and its New Abortion Law? You know shortly what type of wine I am drinking. So, ladies and gents, let's get this party started. Let's go. Alright, ladies and gents, once again, this is your boy Casanova from Orlando, Florida, on this awesome international podcast, Good Wine and Great Laughs, Season 3, Episode Number 5. Once again, the topic is, what's up with Texas and its new abortion law? And today, ladies and gents, is Saturday, September the 4th, and the weather here in the city, beautiful, is going to be... With a few isolated thunderstorms and partly cloudy, the highs of 90 degrees and lows of 73. And ladies and gents, before I jump right on the topic, I will let you know what kind of wine I'm drinking here at Casa Casanova. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have this nice Spanish wine. Uh, just for the record, uh, I'm receiving a lot, a lot of comments and suggestions for me to start posting the pictures of wine of the day even though i say you know when somebody have an image of the how the, the wine i'm talking about so I start on this episode ladies and gentlemen you can see on my facebook page as well on my instagram we're going to see the wine of the day you're going to see the 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 season three and the episode and the episode's name and the wine of the day with the picture of the wine that I'll be, I'll be drinking from now on, ladies and gents. And I have here with me this awesome uh, Spanish Spanish wine. It's called Binos Sinlay Garnacha. I believe Binos Sinlay is the is the brand. And Garnacha is the type of wine. It's a red wine. And it's a vintage of 2019. And alcohol percentage for this bottle is 14.5%. This is the first time that I'm drinking this wine. So I don't know. I just went to the ABC store today and I got this wine. So let me see what this wine is all about. All right, ladies and gents, this is a dry red wine. So for those that don't like, if you are into sweet wine, <laughs> this wine is not for you. I definitely recommend this wine for those wine drinkers that like 
such as Malbec. If you drink a Malbec, you're gonna like this wine. If you drink a Merlot, you're definitely going to like the wine. This wine. If you drink Cabs, you definitely will drink this wine as well. So awesome, awesome choice for those that drink red wine like I do. But ladies, and before I jump right on the topic, I also like to like to let you guys know. Two things that happened this past week uh, was the first year, or like I said before, on August the 26th was officially the anniversary of Good Wine and Great Laughs. First year of my podcast and also I got a good news that my podcast logo name and registration is now officially done. So I got now it's mine, nobody can take it, I will sue you! <laughs> I will sue somebody try to use my name, the one my podcast, or try to use my logo. They are belong to me, belong to Casanova. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's, 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 let's jump right on the topic and what's going on in Texas. As you know, your boy Casanova is always doing some search to find out some great, great articles to, to support the topic of the day. And ladies and gents, I found this awesome, awesome New York Times article. Talk about the name of the article. Uh, Supreme Court Breaking Silence Want to Block Texas Abortion Law. And I don't see the name of the author right here, but this was published on the New York Times. And before you just go through the, okay, there you go, there you go. This article was written by Adam Lip, Liptak, J. David Goodman, and Sabrina Tavernice. So before you go straight to the article, ladies and gents, let's discuss about what is this tax abortion law, what is in it? So, here we go. All right, to understand that it's right here on this article. So let, let me break it down for you, ladies and gents. To understand the Texas abortion law, the most restricted, restrictive in the country, the Texas abortion law, known as Senate Bill 8, amounts to a nearly complete ban on abortion in the state. It prohibits most abortion after about six weeks of pregnancy and makes no exception for pregnancies resulting from incest or rape. Citizens, not the state, will enforce the law. The law effectively deputized ordinary citizens, including those from outside Texas allowing them to sue clinics and others who violate the law. It awards them at least $10,000 per illegal abortion if they are successful. Patients cannot be sued. The law allows doctors, staffs, and even patients' overdrive to become potential defendants. And the Supreme Court's decision, the Supreme Court refused just before midnight on Wednesday to block 
a Texas law prohibiting most abortions less than a day after it took effect and became the most restrictive abortion measure in the nation. The vote was 5-4, with Chief Justice John G. Roberts Jr. joining the court's three liberal members in the dissents. So, ladies and gents, let's talk about... All right... This article right here. So, like I say, the title of this article is The Supreme Court Breaking the Supreme Court Breaking Silence Won't Block Texas Abortion Law. The law which prohibits most abortion after six weeks and went into effect on Wednesday was drafted by Texas lawmakers with the goal of frustrating efforts to challenge it in federal court. And the article goes as, I quote, The Supreme Court refused just before midnight on Wednesday to block a Texas law prohibiting most abortions less than a day after it took, it took effect and became the most restrictive abortion measure in the nation. The vote was 5 to 4, with Chief Justice John G. Roberts Jr. joining the court's three liberal members in, in dissent. The majority opinion was unsigned and consisted of a single long paragraph. It said the abortion providers who had challenged the law in an emergency application to the court had not made their case in the face of complex and novel procedural questions. The majority stressed that it was not ruling on the constitutionality of the Texas law and did not mean to limit procedurally proper challenge to it. But the ruling was certain to fill the hopes of abortion opponents and fear of abortion rights advocates as the court takes up a separate case in its new term this fall to decide whether Roe v. Wade, the landmark 1973 decision establishing a constitutional right to the procedure, should be overruled. It also left Texas abortion providers turning away patients as they scrambled to comply with the law which prohibits abortion after roughly six weeks. All four dissenting justice filed opinions. The court's order stunning Justice Sonia Sotomayor wrote in her dissent, quote, presented with an application to enjoy a flagrantly unconstitutional law engineered to prohibit women from exercise their constitutional rights and evade the judicial scrutiny, a majority of justices have opted to bury their heads in the sand, unquote. Quote, the court was rewarded the state's efforts to delay federal review of a plainly unconstitutional statute enacted in disregard of the court's precedents through 
procedural entanglements. Here you go. The word of the day is entanglement <laughs> of the state's own creation. Unquote. Just Justice Sotomayor wrote, the court should not be so content to ignore its constitutional obligations to protect not only the rights of women, but also the sanctity of its precedents and of, and of the rule of the law, unquote. Justice, uh, Chief Justice Roberts wrote that he would have blocked the law while appealed moved forward. The statutory scheme before the court is not only unusual but unprecedented. He wrote, the legislature has imposed a prohibition on abortion after roughly six weeks and then essentially delegate enforcement of that prohibition to the populace, populace at large. The desired consequence appear to be to insulate the state from responsibility for implementing and enforcing the regulatory regime. The Chief Justice underscored the tentative nature of the majority's ruling, although the court denies the applicant's request for emergency relief today. He wrote, the court's order is empathy, emphatic, and making clear that it could not be understood as sustaining the constitutionality of the law at issue. Justice Elena Kagan criticized the court's practice of deciding important issues in rushed decisions without full briefing or oral argument on what Supreme Court specialists call its shadow docket. And today's ruling illustrates just how far the court's shadow docket decisions may depart from the usual principles of appellate process. She wrote, that ruling, as everyone must agree, is great consequence. Yet, the majority has acted without any guidance from the Court of Appeals, which is right now considering the same issues. She wrote, it has revealed only the most cursory party submissions and then only hastily and barely bothers to explain its conclusion that a challenge of obviously unconstitutional abortion regulations backed by a wholly unprecedented enforcement scheme is unlikely to prevail. And ladies and gents, on that note, your boy Casanova is going to take a quick, quick break. When I come back on Block 2, I have an awesome, awesome response of the Congresswoman Sheila Jackson for Texas related to the Texas abortion law. Your boy Casanova on this international podcast. You'll be back shortly. International.
Once again, this is a boy Casanova on this awesome international podcast, Good Wine and Great Lives on Block 2. And like I say at the end of Block 1, I found this awesome, awesome article as well that was read at on The Grill by April Ryan on September 2nd, 2021. And the article title is Congresswoman, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee is Lamdivious Texas Abortion Law. And the article goes as President Joe Biden is condemning the United States Supreme Court's 4 to 5 vote on Texas Law SB 8 which further restricts women's ability to get an abortion after six weeks into their pregnancy. Quote, for the majority to do this without a hearing, without the benefit of an opinion from a court below, and without due consideration of the issues, insults the rule of law and the right of all Americans to seek Redress from our courts, President Biden said in a written statement. In an exclusive interview with the Grill, Texas, Cong Texas Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee said, quote, This is an example of a dastardly results of a Trump-packed court that made a political decision to deny millions of women across America their basic constitutional rights to provide to privacy and their rights to health care. It have never seen a more devious denial of one's constitutional rights. Unquote. The detection of a fetal heartbeat is in the center of the Texas ban on abortion after six weeks. Jackson Lee is furious with the tone of this ruling sets for women across country. Quote, What we did yesterday, what the Supreme Court did, is literally crushed. It crushed what America is. What is America is a bill of rights. It's a right to privacy. And we have just denied. We have crushed it. And for our women of color, it was their lifeline. It was their lifeline, Jackson Lee told the grill. In lonely nights, in lonely times, and in the faraway cities away from their homes, they could find legal, conforming family planning centers that would give them guidance for the future, provide them with a family planning structure, and save their lives. As outraged dissents from the White House and lawmakers on Capitol Hill, abortion advocates are filming at the sudden surprise. They condemned 
current restrictions and the lasted, lasted court ruling that could have been seen more from a mile away as well as prevented by Democrats years ago. Yes, the Trump administration was awful, but most of the restrictions we're dealing with right now, they were all enacted during the Obama administration. Rene Brace Sherman, executive director of the We Testify, at the Obama administration also did not show up for us. They did not take actions. So it is on these, not just on Republicans, it is on Democrats who also have done nothing to protect us, unquote. Uh, Brace Sherman cautions the public to recognize that the latest Supreme Court ruling is a nail in the coffin that was built in 2015 when the Hyde Amendment was upheld. That restriction prevents those on Medicaid and Medicare to forgive the abortions expenses covered. At the moment, Congress is actively working to repeal the Hyde Amendment. Amendment. At the forefront of this effort is Republican Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts, who chairs the Pro-Choice Caucus Abortion Rights and Access Task Force in the United States House of Representatives. It is, it is a discriminatory, racist policy which bars access to health care, to abortion care, to disproportionately for black and brown folks. Presley said to the grill, so specifically Medicaid, which many black and brown folks disproportionately use. According to Presley, it totally the restriction of reproductive health access are part of the intersectional attacks on healthcare in black community. If we are serious about the work of a black liberation collectively, then that has ever everything to do with things like reproductive justice and abortion care, she added. So, ladies and gents, I found now one thing that I want to discuss, and I think is important about I did my own search or things about Texas related to protected life, and that's my thing. If you're going to be pro-life, go pro-life all the way. Don't pick and choose when you're going to be pro-life. When it fits you or when it fits your political agenda or whatever motive that you got, now you're pro-life. Doesn't make any sense to me. For instance, let me just give you a little information that I got. So, I did my, my research and I think about, okay, If they are so pro-life, let me see the number of orphanage that you can find in the state of Texas. So according to the Bing search, in Texas, there are five, hold on, 
One, two, three, four, five, six orphanage. One is called the High Plains Children's Home. Another one is called Embrace Texas. There's another orphan outreach women for orphans worldwide. They have another place called Orphanage. There's another one called Boys and Girls Harbor. And another one called Casa de Misericordia or House of Mercy. So, after I did that search, I also find out the numbers of adoptions. Since you're pro-life, I believe that if you're pro-life, whatever people do, you should have no children left behind in any orphanage. Orphanage should be completely empty. Because if you're concerned about the life of a child, so there's a bunch of kids that need to be adopted. I don't see no action there. As a matter of fact, I went to the travel.state.gov that basically breaks down a lot of information about adoption. So, right here, the most recent information for adoption in the United States is statistics. Is then so the last one is from, from 2016 to 2019. So I went specifically in Texas just to see about it, what they are talking about, and how pro-life Texas is. So in the year of 2016, only the total of adoptions was 396 in the whole state of Texas. That's all. Only 360 children were adopted. And it breaks down here and, and hundreds. So age two, under age of one, nobody was adopt, adopted. Between the ages of one to two, less than 100. The ages of three to four, about 120, 130. Age of five and 12, about a, a little bit more than a hundred. Age 17 to 13 to 17, less than a hundred. And age 18 and older, probably a little bit more than 10. That's it. This is 2000, 2016 adoption is statistic. So now let's look at 2017 for the same state of Texas. Okay, let's go straight to Texas. And show that in Texas, 406 adoptions. That's it. Only 406 children were adopted in the state of Texas. In 2018, And say right here, I gotta go, state of Texas. 310 children were adopted in 2018. And in 2000, waiting for him to open 2019.
All right, ladies and according to this information that I got here, and this is a very interesting information. So the state of Texas in 2019, adoptions finalized abroad, Texas 239 adoptions to finalize in the U.S. Only 19. The total adoptions for 2019 fiscal year for Texas was 258 adoptions. So, like I say, you are so American in Texas, right? You're pro-America, but you're adopting people from other countries. The children that are right here, like I said, the orphanage, they're probably full in Texas. And Texas is not taking care of their own children in their own state. American-born citizens. And another thing, too, that's interesting that I think, and this is going to be one of my final thought on this situation, ladies and gentlemen. These are some facts related to Texas. Texas, the state of Texas criminalized abortion right now, but Texas, it ranks number 50 nationwide in baby wellness checks. It ranks number 50 in clinical care for infants. He ranks number 50 in uninsured women. It ranks number 43 in maternal mortality. Texas ranks number 44 in school funding poor child. And Texas ranks number 46 in child hanger. So Texas doesn't give a damn about children. Texas doesn't give a damn about life. You have to stand and do Ted Cruz when hell break loose and Texas need him where Ted Cruz went. Ted Cruz took his family and himself to Cancun while Texas was suffering. So this is ridiculous. It's time for the people in Texas to wake up. I have some friends that live in Texas and I told myself I will never live in Texas for all these crazy laws, all these a bunch of weapons, that's available for basically anybody can buy a weapon in, in Texas. It's harder for you to vote in Texas than for you to buy a gun in Texas. This this, this is ridiculous, you know, and it doesn't make any sense. At the end of the day, you know, I saw the picture of the governor, Texas governor, with a bunch of white men, a few white women around him that signed this crazy law. And I don't understand who in the right mind as a female that would support that law. Because even though it doesn't apply to you, you need to understand that the uh, family planning is, you know, has way more than just abortion. There's a whole lot of things that's going behind to prevent the healthy... The, the parent planning, health for the mother, and so forth. And like I say, even the law says if you get raped, or if you know somebody from your family, you have an in case of incest, you cannot you cannot have abortion. And who am I as a man to tell a woman what to do with the body? It doesn't make any sense, man. It does not make any sense whatsoever. So hopefully, 
hopefully, the people in Texas wake up and see how crazy this thing is, and 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 buzz like I said, they have the. Oh my goodness, there's so much going on in Texas right now. They have the voting law that basically is preventing you know, the minority minor, minor to vote, making it hard for black and brown people to vote, Latinos included. And they now have this doggone abortion law. It's just like, <laughs> I saw a meme uh, about the, the cowboys that have the same... The uniform, the, the cheerleaders from the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, the same design from the, the show called the, the the Handmaid, the little, the you know what I'm talking about, the lady, the little thing on the top of the head, the little special white head, and the long red kind of cover-up. And, and, and just basically, I, I don't, don't watch that show, but I know that some idea what's going on right now. The problem, that's what the Americans end up become. Uh, some crazy things like that. That doesn't make any sense, ladies and gentlemen. It is what what's going on with some people, man. I I I it's it just like it blows my mind. It blows my mind because it's much of freedom that you want to do to have have, but as long it's not my freedom is not affecting my freedom, it's all good. My liberty is fine. You know, but now if somebody else liberty or, or somebody else right, as long as it doesn't apply to me, no, I, I don't give a damn. Basically, that's what it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, I bet the uh, one thing I can say is for the people from Texas, and that should be a wake up call for all women, all women in this country. You have a voice, and your voice is your vote. So. Don't fall, don't fall by the okie dokie. Whatever you need to do, make sure they rest to vote because this, these are the situation that when you vote and just let some people get there, they're going to push their own agenda for political reasons, for financial reasons, whatever the reason that they have. But they don't think that one reason is for sure they are not thinking about you. They are not thinking about you. So these are my final thoughts, ladies and gents. And on that note, I would like to thank all of you, ladies and gents, for listening to this awesome international podcast. Please keep sharing with all your friends and family. Good Wine and Great Laughs podcast is come all the way from the bottom and moving straight to the top, aiming to be the number one spot. Feel free to visit my website, Good Wine and Great Laughs. Dot wordpress.com and leave a comment on each episode you listen to. And like I say, you can also all the major platforms, you can listen to my podcast, you can go to Apple Podcasts and make a comment and review for my podcast if you like to. So please be safe, be kind, and be blessed. I'll see you next week. Let's get out of here. Holding my down, sucker, papas get loose. Coming from the bottom, moving straight to the top.